Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, we got lots of Bucks news. The Rays uh, continue their uneven play and have a little concern about Zach Eflin. But first, Steve Verstick, you have to tell me about Premier League teams because there were a couple that you watched in Orlando, and I'm just starting to kind of get with soccer a little bit. Watch some, you know, of course, Messi down in Miami, which is not the Premier League, and you got the U.S. women's soccer team playing right now. What did you see? What were you experiencing in Orlando? So the there's uh, several Premier League teams are over in America. This is their preseason at this point. Gotcha. So they've created this summer series. I think there's six teams that are a part of it, and they're playing all over the U.S. Okay. So on Wednesday night, Aston Villa and Fulham played a preseason game, a friendly, whatever you want to call it, at uh-huh. uh, Exploria Stadium in Orlando, where Orlando City and the Orlando Pride play. So. I took my uh, boys and my wife over there, and we had a blast once the game actually started since there were some uh, torrential downpours and thunderstorms uh, at game time at 7. So it didn't start till sometime after 8, which is why we're taping this podcast well after midnight. So so this was like, this is like the old, uh, what we would call the Citrus Bowl back in the day, right? Uh, no, it's down the street from the Citrus Bowl. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah, they built a so new a stadium. They, yeah, it's a soccer-only oh, okay. stadium, Exploria Stadium. Okay. Nice. Um, I had been there for an event before, never for a game. So, but it was a really okay. nice stadium. Okay, um, had a blast, and uh, you know, I mean, it's preseason for these guys. But when you watch in person teams mm-hmm. of that skill level, and and right. you know, have that many players with that kind of skill level, the passes, the runs, the 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 playmaking that they they have, it's it's incredible to watch. So. But is that, that's considered like the best league in the world, right? The Premier League? Or um, yeah, I mean, the, the five leagues in Europe are probably the best leagues in the world. Gotcha. Uh, the Premier League, La Liga, Bundesliga, La Liga. Serie mm-hmm. A, and then the uh, French League One. Gotcha. Um, but the Premier League probably has aggregate the most talent, top to bottom. Okay. I mean, you know, your teams like Real Madrid and... Uh, PSG in Paris, and, and there's some teams that may be better than Euro, most yeah. of the teams in the Premier League, and they win the Champions League a lot of times. But I think mm-hmm. top to bottom aggregate, the Premier League would have the most talent. Cool. Well, it's uh, we've been talking a lot about football or soccer mm-hmm. with everything that's going on, so that's that's uh, that's kind of neat. Meanwhile, yeah. I was watching the American football, and the Bucks opened their training camp. They had their first workout. Very strange. I mean, I, and it didn't really strike me right away, quite frankly, and nothing against fans. I just assume nobody come to training camp except the media and the players because it's just a lot of people to walk through for me, but n- nothing against. And if they are going to invite fans, I'm kind of on my high horse saying that, okay, why are there only a couple days for the general public as opposed to all the sweet holder season passes and things like that? That aside, um, so it was a little, it was a little different because th- nobody was out there. However, um, guys just in shorts, shoulder pads, and things like that, they did get started. And, of course, all eyes were on Get Live 45. And he was live, and he was on the field, and he practiced. I mean, you have to remember, you know, we talked 
ad nauseum yesterday on this podcast just about the, the sort of the cryptic weird messaging that was going on with the Bucks saying that, well, hypothetically he could practice and all these things. Well, he did in fact show up. And again, nobody's in pads. This was not a heavy lift, um, but it looked you know very much like any off-season workout or OTA. But Devin White, for the first time, if you think about it, since they lost the playoff game in epic fashion to the Dallas Cowboys in the wild card a year, um, like last January, Devin White had not actually been with his teammates running around practicing. And there he was. And he was happy. He was smiling. He was engaged. He was um, giving good effort. And it just was a, it, you know, as Rashad White, we talked to him. Who doesn't Rashad White talk to these days? Um, but he basically said, you know, it was, it was great. I mean, it was great having him out there. He brings energy. Um, of course, you go against him if you're on offense and, um you know, he was talking like he normally does. And here's the thing. I think, and I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe it changes today and, and going forward. Who knows? But I think Devin White's in a good headspace in the sense that I think he realizes that the, there is no leverage here. And his only leverage and his only path forward is to go out there, give great effort, and play the best, absolute best football he can for as long as he can play it. And if that's just with the Bucks until October when they get to the trade deadline, then so be it. If it's longer than that and, and you know, the team um, decides to reward him at some point during the year, because they can sign him at any time, um, you know, with his long-term deal that he's after, some $100 million, I'm sure, um, then, then he'll get it. But he can't get it um, by sitting out. And what I wondered was whether he was going to just sort of be there but not practice, you know, uh, that was the one thing that was perhaps an option for him, sort of like Roquan Smith with the Bears a year ago. But I think for all the sort of mixed messaging and things that went on, you know, when they reported on Monday or on Tuesday, I'm sorry, uh, you know, by Wednesday morning, all that was gone. And as Bull said, you know, he was had a great mindset. He's in great shape. Um, he had a good day running around. And, and I know that his teammates were – Sort of like happy to happy to have him back. As far as the practice itself, um, again, it was only an hour and a half. You know, uh, probably less than that from a team standpoint on the field. Shorts and t-shirts, uh, underwear, football. They're not allowed to be in pads for a few days, and because of that, it's it's it really looks no different than it has pretty much throughout the whole summer. Except I felt like there was a little more energy. Um, you could tell guys were a little more dialed in. I mean, this is, you know, for all intents and purposes, this is this is the season. This is not the off season. This is preparing for what's going to be, you know, three preseason games and, of course, the regular season starting in September. So we're not that far away um, as we, you know, wind up July here. So, uh, you know, the competition has begun. And there are there are jobs you know up for grabs, but none more important really than the quarterback position. And I would say this that like I thought both guys had a good day. Now it was interesting to me if you think about day one, right? You think about the the first day of anything of training camp of whatever. Um, you know, you want to put your best players out there as a group with the starters, et cetera. And I know it's a competition, and, and they will be alternating. However, I still think it's significant that Baker Mayfield was the starting quarterback with the first group 
on the first day of training camp predominantly and took the majority of reps. They weren't cut in half or anything like that. Yes, Trask got the second most, and then um, they're a little bit for the third quarterback. Predominantly, uh, when the when the starters were out there, it was Baker Mayfield. Now, both guys I thought played well, and and I'll tell you, when you go out there, when they do open these up for season pass members or for um, suite holders and even the general public for a day or two, if you've been going out to practice these last two years, you're going to notice a difference in Kyle Trask. He is a better player, a uh, better practice player at least. And that that should happen, right? Because in the past two years, if he got a rep, it was one here, two there, and he was done. And he, and he wasn't very good. He wasn't very accurate. He didn't complete enough balls. He wasn't decisive enough. Um, he didn't seem to move his feet very well. He's sort of heavy-footed. Kyle Trask has gotten better, and that's a tribute to him. It's what he needed to do. It's what the Bucks, Bucks hoped he would do. Now, does that mean that he's going to, you know, win the job? I don't think so, but um, it, it means that Mayfield's going to have to win it. He's going to have to earn it. It's not. It's not going to be handed to him, and I think he will. But I also think that, you know, Todd Bowles knows too in his mind, as he said, when he wants to, you know, name a starter. And I think it'll be during the preseason. And I don't think it's going to go much past the second week when they go to the Jets and they have the controlled scrimmage and play the Jets up there, um, the second preseason game. We'll see. Um, but but I thought for, for a first day, you know, first impressions are important. This was another, you know, step forward where you want to see how much they retained. I mean, we talked to Bowles, like, what are you looking for? It's like, well, now you know, now we're preparing for the season. So it's about going out there, understanding your assignment, um, you know, executing all those things. And I, I thought for the most part that they look they looked pretty good um, from an offensive standpoint. But, again, uh, until, until you're playing football, until you can have pads, and even then you're not tackling guys to the ground, the quarterbacks know they can't be sacked, um, it, it's still sort of hard to gauge. Um, but for a first day, it was good. And, and there were some signs, too, that I thought were important in that um, just looking at guys that haven't been out there, right? It's great to see Shaquille Barrett running around. And I, and, and I don't know that he's 100%, 75%, 80%, but he was full go. And to get him out there and, and have him uh, with a new number, you know, he's a single-digit number guy now, um, him and Joe Tron, Shawinka both, of course. Uh, I think Shaq's number seven this year. Uh, it was it was good, and I thought their defense looked fast, and they have a lot of experience. And you know what's interesting, Steve? You know the the guy that shows up even in shorts, and this is hard to do from a defensive line standpoint. Dude, Kalijah Kansi is going to be an issue for teams this year. That dude is a serious cat about football, and he plays at a different speed, man. I might be I might be swallowing the hook. Now, Matt Baker, we're going to have on hopefully here before long, and he was at the AAC uh, meetings, and he talked to a lot of the pit coaches. They can't be more, you know, effusive in their praise of Cansey and just how smart he is. But you can see the way he plays um, that he's dialed in and, and very knowledgeable. And I don't I don't re- like I didn't want to watch a lot of college football. Do you remember watching Cansey at Pitt this last past year? Did you watch? Many ACC games. I, I don't recall seeing a lot of Pitt. And okay. 
you know, not, they weren't a great team, so they no. probably weren't on a lot of national TV games. No, um, but he's he's a he's a force, and I, I can't wait to see the pads come on uh, and see him land, line up, you know, next to Vita Vea, who's going to you know forklift people and see the speed that he's going to bring. It's it's a faster defense. You watch them, and you can see that they've gotten more athletic, especially up front. Um, then they come in with you know Yaya Dot Diaby and and guys like this and and this leads us into the other thing, which um, and this was said really a day ago. I think we touched on it briefly, but um, it was talked about a little bit more uh, as far as um, as far as the first day of practice went. But Joe Tryon Shawinka has to bring it this year because he's got competition. He's got guys like Diaby. Um, and others that are going to press him for playing time if if he doesn't get it done. You got Jose Ramirez from Eastern Michigan. They did a nice job in the draft, and and maybe these guys aren't every down players as rookies, but I'm telling you, those edge rushers are going to have an impact at some point during the season. And you know, Jason Light, when we talked to him on Tuesday, said that um, you know the Joe's had some flashes and he had some good games. But he said he's got to step it up this year. You know, like this is, you know, first-round pick going into his third season, four-and-a-half sacks as a rookie, didn't have a position, then a starter, only four-and-a-half more sacks. And, you know, if you talk to Todd Bowles, um, it's it's not that you don't see the athletic talent. I mean, he beats people off the football, but he's just not finishing um, the sacks. And he kind of slips or he falls off the quarterback because he tends to sort of launch a little too early. And and so he's let, consequently, he's let a lot of sacks get get through him. So he's got a, he, he, he's a beat-you-off-the-ball type of guy, but he's got to find a way to start getting quarterbacks on the ground. And, and there's nothing like competition that's going to, you know, going to make him better. But they've got a number of dudes, you know, as, as Baker would like to say, they got some dudes on this team. They got some young players that are going to make an impact this year, and they are fast. Um, they are all hungry to play, and I, I'm just—I don't know—I'm sort of swallowing, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit on this defense because there's still some pieces over there. I mean, the whole secondary is intact. Um, you know, you got one new safety, obviously, and Ryan. Um, you know, there, there's there's a lot of um, a lot of guys with pedigree and, and have made a lot of plays, and of course. Levante David and and you know again if Devin White is engaged and and on the field and and playing fast they're going to be good you know they're going to be really good but uh, this Dave Canales offense it was interesting like you know the defense I think it was pretty close on both sides but there's a few plays where you can see that one mistake one misfit uh, get one guy sucked up into play action as much as they use run action on every play. Um, you know, they had some some wide receivers, some tight ends running scot-free in practice, which isn't good for the defense. But it was like, okay, I can see where a lot of the deception is going to create, you know, some some wide open receivers and stuff. So it was a good first day, man. It was, uh, you know, they um, th- they still have players that are not practicing every down. I, I want to see what happens to Ryan Jensen. He's, you know, he's taking snaps, and but when they go to teamwork, he's not participating. They're be very careful with him. But I don't know what that means. Like I don't know 
when you put the pads on and, and Ryan Jensen's playing against other teams, is he going to be Ryan Jensen? I mean, he wasn't in the, you know, in the wild card game. He was out there, but he didn't play very well. So we still got to see how he comes back. Um, you know, we didn't see uh, Russell Gage, even though, you know, he's got a leg injury of some kind he's recovering from. Nobody started on PUP, but he didn't practice, which is probably not a great thing. But again, uh, day one, um, it's it's a long off, it's a long sort of preseason and ramp up to the preseason games. You got a couple of weeks before they play, um, but it was a good it was a good first day. But it, it, something was missing, and I think it was the fans. Um, but even having said that, they were they were they were pretty lively. It was a, it was a pretty good practice. Now this is not Tom Brady's team. It is not a you know you don't look out there and go whoa you know like man they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna slash some people. It's gonna be a grind this year. It really is. It's they, you know, if they put up thirty points a game, I'll be shocked. I will be. Um, they're gonna have. It's gonna have to be complimentary football, especially early on. The defense is probably gonna have to carry a bit of the load. Um, but they got some talent, and it's young talent. You know, we've seen such an older veteran team these last few years. So it's gonna be really interesting to see some of these young guys emerge again. You know, twenty what twenty seven rookies I think are out there uh, with draft picks and whatnot. So. One day down, we'll see what brings what what today brings. We'll see if Kyle Trask gets the majority of reps, and you can check all that out on TampaBay.com and the Tampa Bay Times. Okay, before we talk about the Rays, who fell to the Marlins on seven to one in their uh, little mini two game series to split that, uh, want to tell you guys that you know it's already hurricane season in Florida, um, and this is about May Electric Solar. But the good news is you can keep the power on without breaking the bank. And that's with the solar battery backup power. Uh, there's no fuel cost to run it, no loud generator noise, no annual maintenance costs. And May Electric Solar offers a 15-year warranty on their solar battery backup. Plus, solar battery backups saves you hundreds of dollars each month. If you lose your power, a generator can cost over $2,000 a week just to run. But solar battery backup systems qualify for a 30% tax credit for new systems and for adding a battery to your existing M-Phase solar system. So trust the pros in solar. To learn more about May Electric's solar battery backup or to get started, call May Electric at 727-819-2862 or you can visit mayelectricsolar.com. Right, the Rays, it was kind of a getaway day, especially for the Marlins, I guess, and the Rays are going on this uh, nine-game road trip, but uh, no bueno. I'm telling you, man, it's all about the bats, or in this case, the bats aren't swinging very well. I think they and, need some solar battery backup for their bats. <laughs> yeah, they do. Uh, they got beat 7-1. to one. Uh, It was their eighth loss in 12 games since the All-Star break. That's not good. And let me just tell you, this Sandy Alcantara, Alcantara who won the Cy Young a year ago, he has not had a Cy Young season, but he had a Cy Young day. He gave up just five hits. He recorded seven strikeouts in what is a unicorn these days, a complete game victory. He went out there and deal. And I, I want to say, and I, I'm trying to look for it in the story uh, that Mark Tompkin wrote, but it's been many years. I mean, going back to the 2010s, somewhere in there, but since the last complete game was thrown at Tropicana Field. Um, so, you know, he, he was dominant. And, um, you know, Alcantara is only, he's 4-9 on the season, which is weird because he's, like I said, he's not 
gotten off to a great start. He was great on this day. And that combined with the fact that uh, Zach Eflin was ineffective early. And the even scarier thing is he left the game due to left knee discomfort. He's had some knee issues in the past in his career. Um, so that wasn't good. But um, I guess I guess the reports are good, Steve. It looks like they're not overly concerned that, that Eflin's going to miss a lot of time, if any, I guess. Yeah, that's the, the MRI results. Uh, nothing serious is what they're showing. So you hope, I mean, you know, maybe they push a start back a couple days or, you know, we'll see how he feels, I guess. But if you're hopeful they're not going to put him on the 15-day the IL for pitchers, then, you know, that's a good sign. And, you know, Yandy Diaz, you're still waiting to find out exactly. He's day-to-day. What he is. I mean, he's day-to-day at this point. They think it was everything's good. So um, yeah. hopefully crisis averted in both cases. Left groin tightness. Um, look, there's a lot of things that aren't going well right now. And the biggest thing is they can't hit. They're not hitting. Uh, they they look a lot like the team that finished last season and the postseason especially. Now, they were fortunate that uh, Baltimore got beat again by Philadelphia, so there's still just one and a half games behind the Orioles in the American League East, so that was a break, although they could have gained a game if they'd have won. But, you know, Yandy was out, so they let off with Brandon Lau, um, so they had to kind of you know fill the lineup around him. Wander Franco, between Lau, Franco, and Randy Rosarena. They were just one for 12. You can't have your top three guys. And, and Frank looks and Franco and Rosarena have not been swinging the bats very well for a while. And if those guys aren't going well, then it's going to be really hard for the rest of the lineup to pick it up, especially with Diaz out. I mean, Diaz is their all-star. I think that's pretty obvious now. Um, so, you know, they went up against a good pitcher. He completely shut them down. A lot of strikes and... Um, you know, it, it it it's just been it's just been hard to score runs, and it's been that way for a while. And I, I don't, you know, this this road trip is going to be tough. I, they play some really good teams, don't they? Go to Houston, Houston, and the Yankees, and then Detroit. Yeah, so I mean that that's not going to be an easy lift for them, especially on the road. Um, and they don't you know, play kinda, well on the road. No, you kind of hope you go five hundred, but you know they could come back and be five games out of first place or six games, you know, um, it's not good. They're after the big start and everybody was talking about them and good for them. It was incredible. They were 29 and seven. Okay. And that, that's, that's historic, right? That's unbelievable. How, what a great start they got off to since then. They're a sub 500 team. They're 33 and 36. And that's, that's, you know, two months. And of course, just a, a horrible, horrible July which this month can't get over fast enough for them. So I don't know, man. It's um, You like to think that they get out. These are the dog days, and maybe if they get to August, uh, July cannot end fast enough for the Rays. But until or unless guys like Rosarena and Franco um, and they get Diaz back start, start, to, you know, start to heat up and carry this team a little bit, um, I just don't know that they're pitching and go out there and throw up enough zeros for them. They're just not swinging the bats. They're not scoring runs, and this has been the case all a month. Five and fifteen in July. That's like I think it's like this. But they five, have a chance. five and fifteen, you can go through a stretch of that. You can't go through a stretch thirty three and thirty six. 
No, that's true. If you want to be a top team in this league. like That's true. You know, a two or three week stretch where you struggle, that's going to happen. That's a month, though, five and 15. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, if three weeks are just over, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm not saying it's good, but I'm, I'm saying, but to be three games under 500 for the last two and a half months, right. it's not good. And it, so it reminds you so much of last year mm-hmm. in the playoffs where they pitched well and couldn't hit. Yeah. Now, it sounds like the Rays may be close to getting a starting pitcher in Lance yeah. Lynn from the White Sox. Which they're going to absolutely need, as, you know, especially not knowing, you know, the status of Eflin now, which, you, you know, that was not the intent that you would get a starting pitcher and lose one. But um, they're going to have to continue to make deals. I still would like to see them add another power arm to the bullpen. I think they need a strikeout thrower. I think they need um, a power arm. Um you know, to make this thing go. And, you know, at some point we'll see where Shohei Atani gets traded. It doesn't no. seem like it's going to be to Tampa. But. No, he's uh, off the trade market. Oh, they take him off. Well, oh, okay. The, the, the Angels tonight just made a trade. Really? They acquired so Le- Lucas Giolito and reliever Reynaldo Lopez from the White Sox. Okay, so they're just going to go for it and get nothing for Shohei Atani. That's what it sounds like. Ah. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about that? If you're an Angels fan, you're excited, but is that the right thing for their organization? Well, I, I think there's, there's, I think there's a couple ways to look at it. I think maybe you've had talks with Otani, and he says if you make the playoffs, then I'll consider resigning. I'll consider with you. staying, yeah, mm-hmm. you know. But it, it's you know six years, and I haven't made it. I'm not going to resign. Two, no. I don't think Artie Moreno wants to be the guy that traded Shohei Otani. You don't want to be the guy that traded Babe Ruth? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know. Not on my watch. Well. You, you know, so I think there's that at play. But, you know, also I think the Angels have made the playoffs a long time. If they feel they got a shot. Where are they in the standings? They're not. They're, uh, they're games four games back of the wild, the final wild card spot. The final wild card yeah, spot. Yeah, and they haven't American. made the playoffs since 2014. Oh, that's all. So it's wow. almost a decade. All right, so they're just gonna just gonna go for it. I mean, it's it's chips to the middle of the table, and maybe if you make the playoffs and you show him you're serious, he would give you the hometown discount, I suppose. And, but and maybe none of the deals that they've been talking to come close to what they think he's worth. Yeah, but you know what he's worth after this season? Nothing. Well, unless you can resign him. Well, yeah, but I mean, any team can resign. Do you? Yeah. What are, What are the chances? I mean, yes, he knows. He knows the Angels. He knows the South Southern California market and all of that and where he's living. But where do you, what do you think the chances are if he's a free agent that he returns to the Angels? I don't think it's very good. Well, what if they make the playoffs this year and, and actually win a series I think it's or better. two? Well, I think it's better. I mean, I think if you show him that you can be competitive and win and make a run at it, that certainly is in your favor. So they might just be thinking that. They might be thinking, look, we really don't want to lose this guy. We really want to resign him. And our best chance of doing that is to go all in and make the postseason. That could be their mindset, but it's a it's a risky deal, um, you know, for the Angels to do that. But then again, that, you're right. I mean, do you want to be known as the ownership that that sold Bade Roof? You know, uh, you know, it's just it's a it's a tough thing, and there's an emotional attachment to this. And I don't know how you can have two of the best players in ga- in the game's history, and Mike Trout, of course, who's been hurt a lot, and Otani, and not sniff the playoffs. It's just weird to me. You know, but that, that's where they're at. So, 
Uh, baseball, man, it's until you get, I don't know. There, there seems to be, this is, this is that area where, you know, September becomes really important for everybody, but it, we're still not through July. We're close to it. It is the dog days. It's the dog days of summer. You know, teams have to push through this, and, and some teams are going to add to their clubs right now and make them better. You know, I'm also curious, like, what happens, you know, Aaron Judge is either back or close to coming back. Like, is there going to be some teams in American League East that are going to make a push? We know Baltimore, of course, is leading the division, but who else is going gonna, is gonna to start playing good? You know, there'll be a team that's going to get hot here in the American League and probably in the American League East. Will it be Toronto? Like, you know, I'm anxious to see just, just how this, this turns out, but the Rays have got to pick it up. They've got to get going. They've got to probably add an arm or two, but, but mostly they're not hitting. You can't score. You can't win games with one run. Uh, and the other night they had one hit going into the ninth inning. I mean, that's just, that's just not sustainable. You know, you're just not going to do it. So a Rosa Reina, Wander Franco, those guys need to get going. Um, Brandon Lau, they need to get Diaz back. And until they until they start swinging the bats, man, I don't care how good your pitching is, it's going to be tough to win games. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, well, the Rays, of course, uh, have a travel day. They are headed to Houston where they'll begin their uh, series there on Friday. Bucks back at uh, training camp. I'm still not sure that there's going to be fans in the stands until Sunday, I believe. Maybe Saturday or Sunday might be their first days, but we'll be back out there watching to see if Kyle Trask gets the first reps today. Um, But uh, they are underway and starting to prepare for their first preseason game, I think, against the Steelers, which will be fun. Hall of Fame is coming up. Ronnie Barber is going into that. Uh, I'll be in Canton next week, so that'll be something to look forward to. And, of course, we got your mailbag questions. We've got some already. Uh, you still have time to get those in. We'll answer those this week. You can do that by sending them to us on Twitter at NFL Stroud or at SportsDayTB. You can reach uh, me on email at, uh, it would be like rstroud at tampabay.com, rstroud at Bay. Com. Thanks for listening. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Times. Have a great day, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.